Hey guys, welcome back to Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. The Gilmore Girls Podcast. Oh my god, okay. I'm Eleni. <laughs> this is mine or yours? That's yours. Okay, sorry. What do you think of what? We got our cups mixed up? Probably, there's no names on it. Well, it was it was enough. Oh, okay, it was enough. <gasps> it was enough. Oh my god. We're going to start over. No! Oh my god. No, we're not starting over. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, there were enough money without with, with just the logo that I picked. So we're talking about our mugs, which you can uh, find on our social media. They're not for sale. They're not for sale. A lot of people wanted them, though. A lot of people. Well, our friend Lori led the charge and was yeah, like. Yeah, but then a lot of people were like, yeah. Yeah. And then afterwards, she went back and commented again, was like, your fans need these. I'm like, like Lori, no. <laughs> we can make her one, though. You want to pay for them? Didn't think so, Lori. Okay. We can, we can make her one. Anyway, did we finish our introductions? I'm, I'm Lenny. I'm Jeffrey. <laughs> and today we're talking about... Uh, episode 13. Point to it, like you did before. Episode 13. Mm-hmm. In my notebook. What's it called? Uh, a tisket, a tasket. Mm-hmm. Which makes me want to say, you know, a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket, or whatever that's from. I don't know what that's from. I don't know. Just that's, what I, but like, you, you Where see is the, that from? Now you got know. me thinking. You see the words, a tisket, a tasket, you want to complete the, the rhyme, right? But you clearly had a rhyme because you said one i don't know just when i see the words i feel like there's more words that come after it it's a nursery rhyme a tisket a tasket a green and yellow basket i send a letter to my mommy on the way i dropped it that doesn't rhyme i dropped it i dropped it yes on the way i okay what is this <laughs> well I a li- got- wait <laughs> a little girly picked it up and took it no and took put it in her pocket What's took put it? I think you're reading like some kind of... She was trucking on down the avenue without a single thing to do. She went peck, peck, pecking all around when she spied it on the... Okay, I'm done. Where's this from? Scroll down. Let me see the source. <laughs> YouTube. Oh, well, that doesn't mean anything. It says nursery rhyme for kids. Yeah, well, I got the first line right. Okay, so that's where I got it from. It a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket. And if that girly don't return it, don't know what I'll do. Oh my God, with a threat and a nursery rhyme. <laughs> Okay, so it's a nursery rhyme, and that's where I knew the line from. Anyway. God. She was like, I'll cut a bitch if she's in my basket. <laughs> so before we get into the episode, um, I was I had a, th- I had a thought about something. Mm-hmm. So recently, I was been, I was in. The, I was been. I was been. <laughs> Clearly good yes, grammar. I was been, yes. <laughs> um, I, had, I had been in. Uh, desperate need of a new show to watch and like sex education but like mrs mazel okay um i personally didn't ask you because i need to give me a glow fa- i know you give me a thousand that i'm not in the mood so for. so don't be a douche and trigger me by saying That's- i need new shows to watch but i don't want your fucking show <laughs> i'm telling okay there's a purpose here because i literally didn't ask anybody because i was being very picky so literally like usual yeah like usual um I'm very picky when it comes to what I watch, and I've kind of realized that it's because I'm either utterly obsessed with something or completely or completely uninterested, and there's no in between. Have you ever been like that? Yeah, probably. So it's like I either have to be in love with it, obsessed, have to see every episode ever, or like I'm not like revenge. Did okay. you finish that by the way? So no, I didn't finish revenge. Thank God. So I watched. Just don't finish it. So I watched until the end of season three, and season three was so aggravating. And yeah, I watched, and me. so like I usually watch TV before bed. Like I'll watch an episode of something before I fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, but you don't want to get stressed before you fall exactly. asleep. Exactly. So it was getting me still riled up because it was like 
very dramatic and it was very bad. So you know, like when it's bad, it's like it's frustrating because it's so bad. Yeah. So it was like it was making me so frustrated. That I, I had... felt that way with books. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I had to stop. So I had to stop watching it. All right. And I kind of, and I know what happens in season. Self preservation. And I know what happens in season four, and I'm like, I have no interest in watching this. Good. So I was in new. I was in the need for a new show, despite the fact that I have a bunch of DVDs that I didn't finish. Like te- technically, I didn't finish the last season of The Good Wife, but I wasn't in the mood. I bought the complete series set of Gossip Girl like three years ago, and I never Why? and I never finished. I oh finished the God. first season. Apparently, there's a reboot coming. I heard that. I I don't know. I'm very bad when it comes to like, oh, I'm gonna watch this, and I buy it, and I'm like, this is not really my thing. But think of all the things that you could be doing with that money. Shut up. Don't uh, go down that. Don't no. go down that hole. I've I been think, down that hole. And I think I bought Gossip Girl with a gift card, though. Anyway. I mean, it's so money. I know. Anyway. Could have spent but elsewhere. shush! Don't don't. We're not going down that rabbit hole. Anyway, so after much, uh, you know, pickiness and thought, I, I, I was like, you know what? I like Gilmore Girls, and I'm and I thought to myself, I remember at the time, I was I was really young, but I remember at the time that like the WB all kind of had the same kind of shows. Mm-hmm. It was all like wholesome white family programming somewhat. Should we name some? So like, I think of like Seventh Heaven as yeah. like the pinnacle. Do you know when Seventh Heaven ran until? Uh, 1996, 2007. Is it because I told you before? No, it's because I did extensive research Seventh on WB. Seventh Heaven. It's because I did extensive research on WB shows because I was like, I need a, I need something that's like calming and and like... Isn't that guy a rapist? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you relax? <laughs> Which I'm gonna guy? find it. Keep talking. I'm gonna find okay, it. Okay, that that's quite a statement. Uh, anyway, so I need like if I'm watching something before bed, like I need something that's like calming, but at the same time engaged. Like I'm, I'm very picky. Like it's like I, I make up this whole image of what I need in my head, and I'm like that doesn't exist. Anyway, mm-hmm. so I was literally like moments away from buying the complete series set of Seventh Heaven. So I'm like, I need a WB show that's Jeffrey, gonna no. that's gonna help me fall asleep at night. Um, Jeffrey, when you feel that way, you gotta call me. <laughs> so, in 2014, Collins admitted to sexually abusing three underage girls between 1973 and 1994. Booyah, I was right. Was he, oh, he's Stephen Collins. He's the he's the, the the star, the lead actor. Yeah, the father. I was right. All right then. I was right. Whoop de doo. I know my rapists. That's not something. To, that's not something to brag about. I mean. Anyway, so long. You, you were gonna support the show. Okay. I, uh, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> you have to. I know. It's the point of the podcast. <laughs> Long story short, I found I found the DVDs of a WB show called Felicity. Yes. On Amazon, and I'd heard about that show, and like it's it was it didn't run for very long, but yeah, I, I used to watch it. It didn't run for very long. It was on for four seasons, but it was one of those shows that was like very loved when it was on, and has since been included on like you know the best the best TV shows of the '90s, the 2000s, like. I think it, I think I don't quote me on this, but I think it made TV Guide's best shows of all time list. So it was like it didn't run for very long. Didn't but, know about that. But, so it didn't run for very long, but it was like very critically acclaimed and well loved. So and it sounded like the show that I needed right now. So I'm like, you know what? I'm buying the DVDs because I like DVDs. I think we've discussed that before. Yeah. And yeah. it's not and it's not on any streaming streaming services. I, I checked before I made the purchase. I, but I think it's on Amazon Prime in the U.S., which doesn't help me because it's not the same. And I couldn't access it. So I bought the seasons. And I was thinking to myself that Gilmore Girls is the only WB show that remains popular to this day, even after like finishing its initial run 13 years ago now. I think the revival helped with that, though. Yeah, I think it did, too. But correct me if I'm wrong. Like The show was, was popular 
like between 2007 and 2007. Yeah, yeah, it was still popular like, while it was airing. It was popular enough to warrant a revival. Yes, And yes. I think um, like Lauren Graham was quoted as saying that she, she didn't even realize how popular Gilmore Girls continued to be until girls approached her yeah. at a Broadway show she was doing and they were too young to have seen the show when it was like on the air. So she realized that the show had such a loving and passionate fan base even since even like since finishing its run on television. But I also think that's where streaming services play a big role too. Yeah, but I think the thing is that like streaming like I don't think that it became it stayed popular because of streaming service. No, I but think, I think it helped keep its popularity. Exactly. And I think but I think the I think the role the streaming service plays is that it realizes, hey, this show is still popular. We can benefit from that by having it on our on Absolutely. Our but in putting it on your platform, you ensure that another generation gets Ex- to see it. Exactly. So what? Yeah. So what? I'm, so what I mean to say is that like Gilmore Girls is kind of the only show from that late '90s, early 2000s era of WB shows yeah. that has remained popular. You know, uh, over a decade since finishing its its run. Should we put that to the test? Sure. Because I'm, I was just thinking to myself, like, okay, I'm buying Felicity on at the DVDs of Felicity on Amazon, but nobody else is going to watch, in this day and age, is going to watch Felicity if it's not But my, do you think that you if know? Felicity, they put it on Netflix, do you think people wouldn't watch it? Uh, I think they would watch it if it was there. Like, if it's if you if you add something and people, I think people will watch it if, if it's there. Okay. So should we, should we go down the list? Okay. Smallville. Small, is that on? Well... Eh. Is Smallville still popular? Like, is Tom, what's his face, still alive? Well, well. I've never seen Smallville. You've never seen Smallville? No. Smallville is one of those shows, like Charmed, another WB show, that like if it started playing, and because it always started with something like mysterious happening, like Law and Order, yeah, that you're like, fuck, now I gotta watch this because I want to know. Yeah. Okay. I've I've seen I saw a bit of Charmed. I don't not not enough to know much about it. It's I've, on Netflix. You should watch it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Or so, they take it off? Um, okay, but like that's a good example of like some like so s- certain shows like Charmed, like shows that ran for a good amount of time that were popular, like net so streaming services like Netflix will play a part in. They keep- remade Charmed. Yeah, I Am think. I think of something no, else. No, that sounds familiar. I think they remade Charmed with like three young girls. So. It's okay. So Charmed is a good example of... Okay. But like, Let's keep going down the list. Dawson's Creek. Not really. Is that still popular? Yeah. Is that on... But, like, it's popular among those who watched it at the time. Is it still popular among today? I don't know. But the next one, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is definitely still popular. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even though the acting was muy terrible. I've never seen that one either. <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. Put a stake in him. That's a lie. I've seen... I saw I've seen I watched Buffy. I've seen I a, watched Buffy. Yeah, I've seen a few. Seventh Heaven with a Rapist, Felicity, One Tree Hill. Yeah. One Tree, well, one, okay, but is One Tree Hill, like, is One Tree, I'm, Words. I'm asking, I'm asking the question, does, like, Gilmore Girls, like Friends, for example, like, Friends, uh, like, first aired 25 years ago, and there's been multiple books, articles, etc., on the topic of how, all these years later, it's still, but there's no books, articles about Gilmore Girls. I'm sure if you can find, and there's, there's, I'm sure you can find discourse about it. I'm sure if you it. looked, you could find articles about all of these shows, like Roswell. Yeah, I know. But and what, Angel. But what I'm, and what, my favorite, Everwood. Oh my I never watched that. By the way. What I'm, I think Catherine Heigl was on Roswell, right? I don't yeah, know. I think she, she was on one of them. Yes, she was. I see her tiny little face right here. Um, <laughs> no, what I'm getting at here is that 
Gilmore Girls, like Friends, all these years later, continues to resonate and continues to find new popularity with different generations. So I'm not saying that like I'm not streaming saying streaming services. Exactly. But I'm saying streaming I'm saying streaming services picked up on that. So I'm saying that yeah. they were popular before that and streaming services helped keep it alive. I'm not yeah. I'm not saying necessarily that streaming services are the only reason they're staying alive. I'm saying they've they they real they've realized the popularity and they're benefiting they're benefiting from it. Okay, what about Sabrina the Teenage Witch? That well, they remade that exactly. So so it had to be popular enough back then for them to remake it. But you're not. That's not what I'm saying. You're, you're missing my point. I when know. I'm, I understand your point. Don't be a Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying. Who's Kendra? My coworker. Okay. <laughs> Just say don't be a Maggie then. <laughs> Whatever. No. Okay. What I'm saying is. They decided to remake it mm-hmm. to the, so that the so that the premise with new actors and new setting, whatever, will now will now resonate with this generation. What I'm saying is that with Friends or Gilmore Girls, the original show as it is from that era continues to resonate today, and new and like new generations of fans who weren't alive when the show first aired are now watching it for the first time. So I'm saying with these shows, okay, they were they were well loved enough in their eras to warrant a remake today. But Gilmore Girls, the original, Friends, the original, it, they, they're still strong enough as they are in their original form to continue resonating today and generate new fan bases, is what I'm saying. You done with your soliloquy, Macbeth? Thoughts? I agree. You agree? Yeah. Now I want to play a game. What's your game? I'm going to name a WV show. Okay. And you're going to tell me if you've heard of it. If I've heard of it. Okay, that's And if good... you haven't... No, just if you've heard of it. Okay. Gross Point. No. The fuck is that? From I'll... 2000 to 2001. Okay, well, ran for one season. Grounded for Life. Yes. Yes. How long, did, how long was that on 2001 for? 2001 to 2005. Okay. I, yeah, I've heard of that one. Unhappily Ever After. No. 1995 to 1999. Okay. Have you, have you heard of any of these? I've heard of Unhappily Ever After, but I really don't remember. Like, don't quote me. I really don't okay. know what it's about. The Bedford Diaries. No. One season, it's fine. <laughs> I'll give you a pass. Pepper Dennis. Nope. Also one season. The Parent Hood. No. See, I feel like... I, I 1995 was, to 1999. I was way too young when these shows were on, and also we didn't have the WB, so anytime I, I saw the WB was at my aunt's house with my, okay. co- with my cousins. And my cousins, who are like five years older than me, they were all into the WB. So I'm sure... They would, they would know these shows. And I used to watch Seventh Heaven with my cousin, who was a who What was about What I Like About You? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That one I've seen. That's oh, Amanda Bynes, come back Bynes. to us. That one, like that, that one was popular in reruns yeah, on, on other channels. Uh, Summerland? No. Okay. So I have a story about Summerland. <laughs> Summerland, let me see from when it ran. Yeah. 2004 to 2005. So that would make me in 2004... Um, I was, I have to do math now, it's not my forte. I was 12. Okay. And I remember when I used to work, quote unquote, with my mother, in the summer. You would buy DVDs. No, wait. <laughs> yes, that too. But You're I judging to... me for spending money on DVDs when you spent $80 on a single season of the OC. Um, it was fire. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll give you no regrets for that one. Okay. Um, I have very few regrets when it comes to... Yeah, okay, that's okay. fine. Um, no, I gave you shit about getting the entire series of I Gossip know. Girl. I <laughs> know, I have a problem. No, it's fine. Um, 
So Summerland used to play at eleven o'clock at night, um, on the WB. Okay. And during the summer, it was fine. My mom didn't care. Like, whatever. Stay up as late as you. And you know, when you're younger, you can stay up as late as you fucking when want. When you're and wake yeah. up bright eyed and bushy tailed the next day. When you're twelve, that's a weird. That's a weird cusp where you're like. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I have energy for days. Yeah. But then, <laughs> Summerland continued during the school year. And my mom was obviously not going to let me up, stay up till midnight. Oh, so it was only on at that time every... It was on, like, it was one of those summer shows. Okay. So, like, it started in June, and it ended, like, I think it went into September, but it had its finale in September. And it was on at 11 o'clock? On at 11 o'clock. That's weird. Yeah, well, it was kind of an adult. It wasn't adult, but I mean, it, was, it wasn't for, like, the 11, 12 Okay, girls. so what was it about? It was about, um, there was three kids whose parents died tragically in a car accident so they go live with aunt becky okay this sounds really familiar yeah and she lives with she has she lives on the beach in california okay with three roommates one of which she used to date named johnny anyways and jesse mccartney was in it mccarthy mccartney 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 I don't want another pretty face. <laughs> that one. Uh, so I fucking loved it. So when it's, I asked, I was so, I was crushed. I mean, this premise sounds very, very similar to like five other shows that I'm thinking of. Obviously, right now. but like, when you're younger. Anyways, so I was crushed because I went to my mom. I thought very adult like, and was like, mommy, <laughs> <laughs> it's just for two weeks. And. Cause yeah, cause summer shows would end like September. Yeah, it was September. like it was like two or three weeks. I was like, Mom, like I make very good points about like doing homework on time and doing extra chores. And she was like, No, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, go to bed. Um, it was two thousand four. Did you not want a VCR with a blank tape that you could put no. in and record? No. Oh. So sucks um, to be you. Yeah, sucks to be me, definitely. <laughs> so one day, I defied my mother. Did you? Yeah. And what happened? So my mom is asleep with the door open. Me and my brother was asleep with the door closed. My mom was asleep with the door open and the TV on. Okay. So I was like, she ain't going to hear me if I go down <laughs> to the basement. I made a whole plan, Jeffrey. I tested the stairs beforehand to see which ones creaked. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you didn't know which stairs creaked ahead I of time? I tested the volume of the television. I ran several tests where I went upstairs, opened my mom's television to see, like, if she's sleeping and the TV's on, and I keep it at volume 11, will she hear? That's very extensive. Don't sit on this couch cushion. It was it was a whole thing. <laughs> oh, dear. Which, by the way, didn't need to be done because when my mom sleeps, she sleeps like the dead. So she had no way. So you watched your show and you, and she, and you got yeah, away with it? Yeah, I don't know it? if I ever told her. I got away with it, yeah, for three <laughs> weeks in a row. Why are you so tired? And I, I don't know. I didn't sleep well last night. I'm fucking watching Summerland at midnight. And uh, how long was Summerland on for? Two seasons. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a it. very colorful anecdote. I'll I have to give you that right? one. Right? I, I go, I'm going to go home and tell my mother about that. <laughs> and see, she probably knows. Well, now I'm really interested in Summerland. But I know what you mean. Like, when, you, like, when you're younger and you kind of fall in love with a show over the summer. And then, yeah. like, I think it's different now because with, you know, Netflix, it's you make your own schedule when you watch TV. Basically. It's different. It's I'm, I kind of miss the days where it was like, the show's on at this time and you have to watch it at this time. Or, yeah, or you, or because now it. the problem with Netflix is that... Like, for example, Sex Education came out last week, two weeks ago, whatever, on the mm-hmm. 17th of January, and my sister-in-law my sister in law and I were supposed to watch it together, and she got sick, and she was coughing, and she had a bad infection, so we didn't watch it, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch one episode. 
uh, no, all episodes were fucking amazing, <laughs> and they always ended like you really wanted to know what happened next, and yeah. you're like, yeah, I have the option of next episode, please, Netflix, whereas back then, you had to wait a full fucking week yeah. and rewatch those promos and pause them to see if, like, that guy's face was in it for two seconds. You know what pause I mean? Pause them. You, 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 even, you could even go back further with it before, you know... PVRs and pausing live TV, it was like... No, but I'm saying pausing them, like, the next day when they were on YouTube. Oh, oh, okay. Like, okay. for, like, Gilmore Girls. Yeah. When Gilmore Girls, like, in 2006, 2007, and I would go on, like, a spoiler website. Oh, and be my like, God. I don't want to know, but I also very much want to know. <laughs> yeah, we're dating ourselves now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yes. But all of that to say, you, like... I get what you're saying. With here the we are. Enduring. Here, yeah. here we are in 2020 still talk, doing a podcast about Gilmore Girls, yeah. which originally aired... Yeah. Uh, 20 years ago, at least with the first season, was 20 years ago, right? So, like... 19. 19. Oh, it's close enough to 20. Um, a tisket tasket? A tisket tasket. A tisket a tasket, yes. A yellow, green, what is it? A tisket a tasket, a blue and yellow, green and yellow basket. And then if that bitch don't give me my basket... <laughs> we're writing a rap song <laughs> no, called okay. a tisket a tasket. No, we're not doing that. From our debut mixtape. A little bit of Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> La, 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 If you guys don't watch Shit's Creek. We're obsessed with Shit's Creek. We're obsessed with Shit's Creek and... You um, can't be friends with us if you don't watch Shit's Creek. Annie Murphy, who is the actress that plays the girl Alexis in there. She <sighs> was just on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yes. Which is Kelly Clarkson's um, talk show. Which, we we use that term loosely. Yeah, loosely. Um, and they did a duet. Of, <laughs> of A Little Bit Alexis. Yes. A Little Bit Alexis is Alexis Rose's critically reviewed... <laughs> No, 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 no. Debut what? The, the theme song. Oh, yeah. From, from her, her critically, critically reviewed, reviewed limited reality series. A Little Bit Alexis. Alexis. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. <laughs> um, should we talk about a tisket, a tasket, a green and yellow basket? Yes. A yellow what? I, I, don't, I, care. I, I don't, don't care. I don't care anymore don't either. <laughs> um, go ahead. So I had to write down a quote from the opening scene of this episode because I think it's very important. Okay. To... Um, Previous points that we were talking about. Um, in, previously on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and previously on Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about how we're, like, everyone, in, in season two, in, blah, blah, can't speak. In season two, you're kind of getting the sense that everyone is growing tired of Rory and Dean. Yeah, including me. And, in, and <laughs> including me too. But most importantly, Lorelai. And in this episode, it's very, it's like very vague, and you, if you blink, you miss it, kind of thing. But in the in the opening scene of this of this episode, um, Rory and Lorelai are in Dozie's Market buying baskets for this um, celebrated town tradition. Yeah, that takes eighty seven signs to advertise. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. The bidathon benefiting this. All proceeds starting at like put it on one fucking sign. <laughs> but then. The, then there, but it's cliffhanger. What happens next? What happens next? It's right in front of me. I can read it. Just put it on one giant fucking sign. <laughs> anyway, oh, so um, it starts with like a, a voiceover between Lorelai and Rory in the market, and then mm-hmm. we and then we like meet them in the market kind of thing. And and during that voiceover, they're talk. She's Lorelai's talking about how she's fallen for William Holden. Um, yes. And Rory has to. I remember that. And then Rory has to then explain that William Holden's dead, mm-hmm. and. Lorelai makes a comment about how, you know, um, every great relationship has its obstacles. You'd know that if you weren't dating Andy Hardy. So it's a very subtle 
comment yeah and dig but we've said it before i think everyone's over it at this point yeah and like i but i think it's lane has made comments lorelei has made comments about how they're sickening and gross and they're and just, they're boring and honestly they're kisses i can't it's, first of all he has to stoop so low and she always has to grab the side of his face <laughs> did you notice these things before we before you had to analyze them? i think i always thought it was awkward yeah. Because I, I at this point in the show, when I was first watching it, I was getting tired of it because there was nothing happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Jess was there and whatever. But now I'm just like, oh, my God, stop touching each other. <laughs> like, it's very... I mean, Andy Hardy is a good, I guess, a good example of the simplicity and <laughs> stupidity, I guess, of it. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy Hardy is the was was like a Mickey Rooney character yeah from these backyard musicals were what they were called from the 1930s yeah and they were very like after school special type things where you know it was wholesome and Andy and all the girls wanted Andy Hardy because he was cute and pretty and perfect I guess I mean yeah in a 50s way and well, they were, they were they were even before the fifties, so it was no, like, they started in the thirties, I think. Yeah, in the nineteen thirties. Yeah, I mean, it's just like when I mean it, when I say in the fifties way, I mean like that the 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 gender roles of boy girl. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, anyways, it was whatever. like it was whole, very wholesome, like a yeah, a, a whole, but it's also, wholesome in a fifties kind of way. If you're yeah. if, if you're getting the visual, and in this episode, we really get to the 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 problem that Lorelai has with Jess. Yes, the beginning but of But the it. thing is, yeah, and we'll get we'll get into it more. But the thing is like I have a feeling that the reason she doesn't want Rory and Jess to associate with like to she doesn't want Rory to associate herself with Jess is what I meant to say is because she's gotten very comfortable with Dean because if she's referring to him as Andy Hardy, like nothing can go wrong, he's never going to do anything bad. And mm. it's very, it's a very safe relationship in Lorelai's eyes. And that's a good point. You know what I mean? So she obviously wants her daughter to stay in the safe relationship. Yeah. So I think maybe we could say she thinks it's it's safe and comfortable, but she's also like scared of the inevitability of her uh, outgrowing it. Yeah, but coming to an end, and she's realizing yeah. like, oh shit, it's coming to an end a little faster than I'd hoped. You know what I think? It's like Lorelai doesn't see. In the beginning, you know, in the beginning of the series when Dean and Rory were first canoodling. Canoodling. I mean, getting together, whatever. Necking. Necking. Oh, God, your mother loves that word. At at inspiration point. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. But, like, when they were first seeing each, courting each other. Okay. Oh, no, that was terrible. I took a turn for the worst. Let's just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but when they were first seeing each other, Lorelai, you see that she was very, very worried about the fact that like oh he has a motorcycle it's a guy like corrupting you and nah, nah. you... he was her first boyfriend yes right? but you also see it more like when remember when they got into that big fight with emily yeah and she was like she's gonna get pregnant and she tells Rory she's going on the pill i feel like now lorelei doesn't see dean as a sexual being no she sees him as andy hardy and andy exactly. hardy is she not a sexual him being as, like this good boy that's never gonna touch her daughter her daughter's never gonna get in trouble with him and maybe that's why she was quick to accept the car or Probably, be, or be, yeah, or that we fine, talked about last week. Or be yeah. fine with the idea of... But that's what I said last week. I'm like, she she knows, like, Dean is... Rory is safe with Dean. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't think of him as somebody that's going to get her daughter into trouble. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. It's a very safe relationship. It's a very surface-level relationship. And that's why she likes it. 
I agree. Because what redeeming qualities does Dean have instead of going to the monster truck show? <laughs> um, I. Mm, you know what I, I mean? It's a difficult. It's difficult because like it's it's we know that Rory and Dean kind of live on even after they break up, which yeah. is I mean, and we're still a whole season away from their breakup. Yeah. As you pointed out a yeah. while ago, it's what? Season three, episode 12? Yeah. That's like, that's practically a whole season away. It is, yeah. Minus an episode because we're on season two, episode yeah. 13. But I have to say they fill those episodes up with some great content. They do. However, I think, Laura, I think what we're seeing here is that Lorelai is very, like, I'm not going to, I guess anxious, but I think it's like she's, panicking because she knows from her own days of you know being a disobedient teenager yeah. that like Rory like obviously Rory is her daughter so like maybe she's worried that she has that kind of streak in her too and yeah, yeah, yeah. not that they, like but they no because she knows what being a teenager is right but like this is the beginning of a bit of a, of a very problematic element of this whole storyline which we're going to explore much more and <laughs> as the episodes go on. Yeah. It's, which, yeah, it's, you're right when you say it's the beginning. Like, and what's problematic, uh, I won't say a lot because we're going to get into it much more in further episodes, but what's problematic is this idea of Roy's perfect, Roy wouldn't lie, Roy's love, like... No, but it, yeah, and it's the beginning of... Well, she says it in this episode. I trust your judgment, which is good. But it's also but, like... Ugh. Maybe we should save it for, like, when we go chronologically. <laughs> but, like, in this episode, everyone's like, you're such a good kid. You you want to be nice to everyone. You see the best in every... Like, she's not some fawn in the woods. Like, no, and, like, by saying... Like, I, I don't think... But that's really belittling to hear that, you know? And I don't even think Lorelai realizes that by saying those things, it's, belitt- it's belittling. No. And it's keeping... She it's, thinks it's a good thing that her daughter is all these things. And it's also... That's an, what I love about you. And it's also an issue for, with, like, for girls. Because it's, like, when you... You know, oh, you want to be nice to everybody. And like, oh, I love that. Never change. It's like, that's belittling. Yeah. With like subtle belittling. And it's also It like, is belittling because you're giving the person, you're giving that girl, and I will, you, I don't care. I'll say girl because it very rarely happens to men. You're giving that person the idea that they can stand up for themselves. That also. And by, and by belittling them, yeah. you're infantilizing them. Exactly. And it's keeping them like young. Like I'm a grown ass woman. And it's keeping them young and naive and like a fawn in the woods. Exactly. Like you but like you're you're telling that girl basically it's such a good quality that you have that you're going out of your way so that everyone will like you. Exactly. When in reality it's like you shouldn't want that for women because going out of your way to ensure that somebody likes you is probably putting them in a situation where they're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Um I don't know if that applies to Rory. Though. No, but I'm saying if we look at it from the extreme like on an extreme standpoint like I love the fact that you like you you want everyone to love you and you see the best in people. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not sure if that's accurate though when Lorelai says those things. Like in terms of like, no, it's not accurate. But you're I nice think to everybody. Like she's not like people. She's not. If pe- somebody like she wasn't nice to Paris. Like I mean, Paris pissed her off, so she was gave it as she gives as good as she gets. Exactly. Kind of thing. But I think the, the 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 fact that they see her like that is not healthy. It's not. No. And it gets worse. Because she also internalizes exactly. it a little bit, you know? And it gets worse, as I said, when we go on. And, like, I'm thinking of the episode that ends with 
more with uh, Dean spoilies. Spoilies. (laughs) The episode that ends with Dean and Lorelai standing outside of Luke's, staring in the window, looking at... What a fucked up thing. Looking at Jess and Roy talking. It's like, Roy wouldn't lie. Nope, Roy's perfect. Roy would never lie. Roy's a teenager and teenagers lie. Like, I know that's a... Teenagers have crushes. Teenagers sometimes feel conflicted about their feelings. Teenagers sometimes... Often very much lie. Yeah. And like Judge Judy says. It's a, <laughs> you know when teenagers are lying? When their mouths are open. That's yes, a, Judy! Oh my god. Uh, have we talked about your, your Judge Judy yes, obsession? Yes, we have. I still have 150 episodes PVR'd. Well, if, you, if, if ever you can't sleep, you know you have that. Oh, always. Anyway, so... But this episode starts that, by the way. It does. Because they go behind her back. Luke and Lorelai... Luke and Lorelai. Lorelai and Dean go behind Rory's back and start having this whole conversation about how he's not... Can I talk about this? Mm-hmm. Since we already started? Yeah, we're, we're, we're in the rabbit hole. It doesn't matter. But Dean goes to Lorelai and says, I don't like it. It's not... She's not good... He's not good for her. He's gonna get her into trouble. I don't like how he's... He's... Like... She's a grown... You're not her father. Are you no. her boyfriend or are you her father? I'm like that's like that's also a good um, a good example of what I've talked about in the past in terms of like Rory and Dean are very simplistic and rely on yeah. tra- and rely on you know traditional sexist gender roles. Yeah, so it's like, but like your Dean is hiding his anger and his jealousy and he's like masking it by saying he's just worried for her. And somehow it makes it okay that he's a jealous, raging asshole. Exactly, exactly. Like, no, it does not. It doesn't. I agree 100%. Well, that's a first. <laughs> but, like, I think I've, and I've, said, I've said this before, this whole idea of, oh, Rory's perfect, Rory's going to Harvard, pretend Rory at all costs, blah, blah, blah. Like, your whole, like it's everyone in her life, as it's, when she was young, held her to such a high standard. Yeah. But, of course, she's a hot mess when she grows of up. Of course. Like when when we meet her in the in a year in the life, no wonder she's she's a hot mess. Oh, Rory, I just want to shake you. Like that makes sense to me, and yeah. that's good writing. No, I know. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Thank you, Amy Sherman Palladino. Yeah, we're not shitting on you. No, it was really good. She's still never coming on our podcast. Never. Um, can we talk about Suki and Jackson? Yeah, that storyline was also very weird for me. Yeah. So why is Suki so commitment phobic? Number one, why is Suki so commitment phobic? Number two, why when you're in a relationship, Jackson, can you not just spit out the fact that you want to move in together? And did, not just say, should he, I renew my lease? Did he mention that before, though? I feel, Did they talk about moving in before this episode? No. Okay. No. Um, They've know. never talked about it before. No, so I don't know why they, I, I don't know why I remember them mentioning it before, mentioning it before this. I don't think so, at least. But I can see why Suki and Lorelai are friends. Right? I was thinking the same thing. Suki's like, oh, well, I didn't think it was nice. No, but so, like, the fact is, Suki, you know, we've seen her before in other episodes, always pushing Lorelai, come on, Luke has such a crush on you. Come on, when was the last time you you and Max, you're you're bailing kind of thing. Suki, you're just as bad. Like, fuck off. Okay, well. (laughs) But I mean, she's just as bad in this scenario. But at the same time, I don't blame her because... You're in a relationship with someone. Come out and say it. Yeah. Come but, out and say, like, have you thought about moving in? Because yeah. my lease is done. Yeah, you mean, yeah, that's a good point. Because he, he, he just kind of beats around the bush. You're a baby. And then you don't bid on her basket. Until it comes to a head where it's like, that's my man. No, but can you imagine now, like, you don't know how anything's wrong. Because he's not communicating with you. He's not telling you there's something wrong. And then you're expecting him to bid on your basket and for you guys to have a really nice lunch together. And he's just like, <laughs> in the corner. Ibud. 
That's French. But I mean, like, he's just sulking in the corner. No, I'm not going to bid on your basket. And she's like, what, like, I made so much, like, and she doesn't know. She doesn't know. Okay, fine. Maybe she's a little bit oblivious. But you didn't communicate it with her. How is she supposed to know? And then he, this is my problem that I have in this show sometimes. Because the men then twist everything around to make it seem like it's her fault. Yeah. Because then he twists it and says, come on, Suki, we've been dating for two years. You've never thought about moving in with me? Why are you making this a her issue? You didn't say it. Yeah. I didn't think, like, I thought it was um, interesting that Jackson, like, he doesn't, I'll call it beating around the bush, but, like, he doesn't really ever, like, he, like, they, both of them are very bad at At communication communication but also communicating their feelings yeah it's like they they're kind of i think they're kind of an extension of this cute perky niche stars hall image where it's like we're funny we're quirky but like we don't discuss our feelings can i can i say something because when i was watching this i watched this episode this morning in preparation (laughs) and uh, yeah it was late this week um in I was watching this and I was getting frustrated with Jackson because I'm like, you guys don't communicate. I was getting frustrated with both of them, not just Jackson. I'm like, you guys don't fucking communicate. And then I went back to season one where Suki blurted out, would you like to have dinner with me? And then didn't communicate for a week. And then in season three, spoilies, when she tells him I'm pregnant, he just starts saying, oh boy, and doesn't fucking communicate. And then in season season four, uh, when he wants to name the kid fucking Glenda Martha, I don't know what, like... And then he doesn't get a vasectomy. You know what I mean? It's a fucking theme that they don't communicate. A lot exactly. of people say Luke and Lorelai don't communicate very efficiently. Nobody in the show fucking communicates efficiently. Can I say it? Heterosexual nonsense. Yeah, there you go. I said it for you. <laughs> mm. Well, it is, though, because mm. it's, this, it's this weird heterodynamic where... Just fucking talk to yeah. each other. And you know what? I was thinking of but, it, too. But, like, you know, the, remember the episode with the... With the um, um, the, you know, the, the dragonfly where they were trying to buy the dragonfly mm-hmm. from, from, Fran. from stupid Fran. Um, the, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> no, the actress. Fran, the character is still alive uh, from where we are. The. No. Fran, the character didn't die yet. Now. Yeah. But she is dead. Yeah. But I'm saying we're not there yet. So we're, we're oh, the, okay. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> we're going in real time. I'm kidding. Oh, are we though? <laughs> um, when they were that in that episode when they were trying to buy the dragonfly, when Lorelai says, you know, well you're kind of flaky and you need to change the menu all the time, and like these these like quirky flaky character traits that you know we as the audience love Suki for, they can. It also, doesn't work in a marriage. No, and they cannot like, and we see them. We see those things be her downfall in many different ways throughout the show, and I feel like that's an extension of how the show works as both a comedy and a drama. Because yeah. when it's a comedy, it's like, oh, oh, it's great, yeah. oh Suki's, such, Suki's such a klutz. Like, haha, we love her. Yeah. But then when it comes to dramatic aspects in terms of the roles in the marriage, it's like, okay, hey, well, obviously it doesn't work. I need Su- you to open your fucking mouth and communicate with your husband what you want. And because Suki's a flake, so obviously it's not going to work. Oh my God, I can't. Ways. I can't do it. I can't. But I do love when they make up. I do love when they make up. And, and that was like, a very cute proposal. I think we should get married. Are Are you pregnant? No, 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 no. He says, so she goes, if you still want to move in together, like, let's do it. He goes, no, no, I don't think that's such a good idea. She's like, oh, oh. you don't want to move in together? He goes, no, I think we should get married. <laughs> what? He goes, soon. Are you pregnant? Are you, are you yeah, are you pregnant? No, it was very nice. 
Um, um, unfortunately, bef- Jackson and Suki just keep getting into shit, though, yes. as the seasons go on. And before we're definitely going to discuss it. Yeah, go before ahead. Before that happens, before, oh. before they make up, yeah. can we talk about Kirk and the carrot sticks? Yeah, we can talk about Kirk. Kirk is just, Kirk just wants, Kirk just wants love. <laughs> so Kirk bids on Suki's no, basket. No, 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 Kirk bids on everyone's yeah. basket and finally gets Suki's basket, which, by the way, what a basket to win. Yeah. Because Suki like, made Everything. a fuck ton of food. Even her, her basket was edible. Exactly. And and yet Kirk is still like, we're going to carrot sticks. You don't have any carrot sticks. Every lunch has carrot. How, are you six years old? Can I, can I bring up a point with Kirk? Yes. Kirk mentions that um, he's 12 brothers and sisters. Yeah. Which is not... Where the fuck is Kirk's DNA running around? I have no idea, but I think... But I've read before that there's, like, out of all the characters in the... The recurring characters in the show, he's the most inconsistent in terms of things Yeah, that, of course. Because there's what... Because I think in the beginning... Um, in His the, name was Mick. Yeah, but I think... But I think in... There's like times where oh Kirk just moved here or something like in the beginning. Yeah. And then later he doesn't know who Miss Patty is in the beginning. Yeah. And then like later it's like he's been here his whole life. He lives yeah. with his mother. Like yeah. Because Lane Lane's Mrs. Kim says at one point like oh, of I've course known, yeah. I've known since you were two. Yeah. So there's it's um, contradictory. It's very inconsistent. Um, should we talk about my dream that I had because it involved Kirk? Oh boy. Okay, just very quickly because. This can get out of hand very quickly. I had a dream that Kirk and Lulu had a child All right. and named it Curlew. <laughs> Curlew. Yeah. That's um, quite the name. Oh, God. But it, I wouldn't put it past them. No. Which then prompted she texted Yeah, then you she, said. She texted me that, which in, in my response to that was, I'm mad that throughout all the seasons of the show, we never find out what the hell is wrong with Lulu to make her date Kirk. Yeah, and I'm like, um, I think she just loves him. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but also like... He's weird. She's also very quirky. No, she's weird. Okay. They're weird. Fine. Um, let's talk about the Lorelai storyline in this episode. Ah, uh, yes. So Miss Patty is trying to set Lorelai up with somebody <laughs> and brings these fellas uh, in to bid on her basket. They're bidding like $42.50. No, like, come on, guys. <laughs> and he's like, we're not supposed to go past 50. We're, like... spo- we're not supposed to go past 50. Anyways, Lorelai runs to Luke and says, you have to bid on my basket. Before we get into that, though, okay. could we talk about, like, this weird basket tradition? Like, what's the deal with that? What do you mean? Like, in terms of, Lorelai makes a comment about how, you know, oh, women make, women make the lunch in these baskets and men bid on them, and then, you know, the earth rotates backwards on its axis. Yeah, but then when she's talking to Luke, she says, I think it's kind of nice. Remember? Yeah, she does. And I feel like... I think Laura is very conflicted with her feminism. <laughs> and I feel like this I feel like this episode is very conflicted in terms yeah. of, like... But I think that's what makes it realistic, though. It's Because conf- I also think it's very antiquated, but there is something nice about, like... There is, yeah. If you have a husband or a boyfriend, like, oh, I made that basket. Like, let's go have a... And it's for charity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's realistic to say that we're conflicted about it. But yes, it is also very sexist that Miss Patty brings three guys and they're going to, like, bid and he loves to snorkel. Like, I was just like, "Mm," you know. And I also... But I think it's interesting that we have this kind of, like, um, like a a charity event like this that can be interpreted as sexist or not sexist. But, like, if we interpret it as sexist, it's an interesting backdrop for this argument. I wouldn't argue- go so far as to say it was sexist, but I mean, it is could be Yes, could, like, potentially sexist. Yeah. This potentially sexist thing is an interesting backdrop for the argument that goes down between Rory and Dean. Yeah. And Jess spitting on the basket. Yeah. And Dean, yeah. Dean gets so angry. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he needs anger management, though. Yes. 
He does. Did you, but did you want to finish talking about Luke and Lorelai? Uh, no, I just wanted to say that Lorelai runs into the diner to get Luke to bid on her basket. Yeah. And I think we didn't mention this last week, but like Luke is so willing to do things for Lorelai and mm. I find she takes advantage. And I, I kind of found it cute in this episode. No, 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 no. Let me, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's very cute and I'm like, yeah, like he's saving her, whatever. But like, remember last episode, he went and bought her a grapefruit? Like yeah. he left his business on a busy morning breakfast time to go buy a grapefruit. And like, just to give her half a grapefruit. Um, this time he's like leaving the diner mid serving to go buy the fucking basket. Does she reimburse him the 55 bucks? That Probably he's, not. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it gets a little much like... 5250. 5250 is true. I'm sorry. But sometimes I just think like, yes, of course it's cute and like we know they're setting them up kind of thing that he's always there for her, but sometimes it gets a little exhausting that Lorelai is always looking at him yeah, to save her. It's kind of childish. And she doesn't see that he likes her like, come she, on. In my opinion, I think I think I've said this before. In my opinion, she does see it. She knows. And she's taking advantage. No, no, no. I think... No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So I think it's like a bit of a percentage thing in that where she... Like, Don't get math involved. <laughs> like, you know, a percentage of her knows that she, he has a crush on her and she has a crush on him. But like, you know, we're not mature enough to discuss our feelings. Clearly. So we're not going to... I don't think she realizes that she's not mature enough. And then there's a percentage of him... Uh, both of them that like each other as friends and like this cute witty dynamic yeah. but again are not mature enough to acknowledge that hey there's genuine feelings behind this banter yeah. and then there's the part of Lorelai who just just likes having someone to lean on sometimes that's it I think she's just very for someone who who, who portrays herself as being very independent she does need she needs Luke more than anything else yeah but she also relies on a lot of people in her Except life for dumbass Christopher yeah, but the thing is, listen, I think... I'm so bitter now. You realize you made me so bitter about the, about him. I think the reason... I think it's weird that she's always saying how independent she is, that she did everything on her own. And I'm not taking anything away from her. She did do a lot of things on her own. And I don't think it's leaning on someone. I think it's the person you're leaning on. Yeah. She's very unwilling to lean on her parents. But she won't mind asking Luke for things, even if they're small, inconsequential things. She won't mind asking Suki to borrow her car or sleep over or... You know what I mean? I feel like that's, like, endearingly human, though. No, absolutely. But I'm just... I'm... I'm it's like, even the most independent people need someone to lean on. Absolutely. Like, you can't... But we said it last time. Like, you can't do everything on your own. Sometimes you need help. You know what yeah. I mean? This... Okay, fine. It's a fucking basket. You could have bid on your own basket, like he said. But she was, like, double pathetic if you bid on your own basket. I mean, would they... Like, Taylor seems to be a bit of a harsh... A stickler. A stickler. Yeah. <laughs> but I, at the same time, I think that Taylor, as long as he's getting money for whatever the fuck they're raising money for. Yeah, like Roy, that, like doesn't Roy, or one of them says, you know, how, how bad does he want to be hosting a game show? Right, because <laughs> right? like, he's like, uh, going once! Seriously, he's very good with that, with a gavel. <laughs> he's very good with a gavel. Yes, go ahead. Do you um, want to say something? Shall we dive into Dean, Rory, and Jess? Yeah. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to talk about Lane first? Oh, okay. And leave yes. that for the grand finale. Mm, yeah, because we're building up to our feelings about that. So yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for Lane. I feel really bad for Lane, too, but at the same like, time... Like, I know she made her bed, but... I mean, look, so Lane has this whole convoluted plan to meet with Henry for the basket. Her cousin, James... James? I think James. Um, her cousin. I'm completely blanking. I don't know. I think it's... Anyways, her cousin's there as a decoy to bid on the basket. 
And it's not James. Anyway, continue. Kind of. <laughs> I don't see you coming up with any names. No, I'm blanking. Anyway. Anyways, so it all blows up. Like, the phone is not working. And Henry, uh, Lane and Henry have a very difficult conversation that you knew was coming, obviously, because they've never gone out. They have to talk through Rory. You know, like, it, it's sad, though, because it's the first time Lane's been interested in a boy. And she's so... I'm like, I feel like that is... You know how she she was she said she didn't want to introduce him to her mother because she, either she might hate him and then I can't see him yeah or she loves him and then he becomes odious yeah to she me. said that a couple of episodes ago like I think that's uh, that's childish and juvenile but and like very I, Lorelai of her yeah but at the same time I think that's ch- like probably masking a, a deeper issue where she's like petrified to like anybody because yeah. of, because her mother isn't still has such yeah. a fear of her own desires. But in it's her. also like it's probably petrifying for her too because she's still young, right? She's probably never had feelings for someone before. Dating is probably new to her. Exactly. It so is. that 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 is also playing a role in it. Was it was her first know? everything. I exactly. Think. Her, not her first crush. We have the, we have what Rich Blumenfeld. Rich, for that. well, that hair. Come on. But I mean, you know, it's still, it, anyways, it's really heartbreaking to see it because you knew, even though you knew it was coming, it's still really sad because she's crying on the bed and she's like, it's Henry Cho. She's like, Cho? Is he Korean? <laughs> and then you realize that maybe her mother wouldn't have been so bad. But Sounds she, Korean. He is Korean. Yeah. He's a do- He's going to be a doctor. He goes to church. He's a youth counselor. Like, and her mother's like, maybe I can call his mother. And it's just like. You're sure he was Korean. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's just, it's so sad because you're like, maybe you should have at least tried to talk to your mom about it, especially if he was a Korean potential doctor. Yeah. In brackets, under my note about saying, I feel so bad for Lane, I wrote, that is not coming down. Yeah, I know. Because like, oh, because you're so calm, Mrs. Kim. Seriously. You're the pinnacle of, you know, what's the word? Uh, calmness. <laughs> okay, so we should get into Jess. Rory Dean love triangle. Is this the first? Is, do you think this is, this is the first episode where we can say the triangle has started? Yeah, because me well no because I think before then it was more of um the only other time I can see it maybe brewing was remember after the Bracebridge dinner where they yeah. give each other a look right. and then Dean sees it. Yeah, but I but I wouldn't call that the start. I no, but it, I yeah. mean I think it's the start because I don't think the it's a start. That's for, a foreshadow. I don't think it's a start for Rory, but I think it's a start for Dean starting to see why why he doesn't like this guy. Yeah, I think and I think until now, uh Dean was using the the fact that he was trying to break up a fight with Jess, another and yeah, another kid. and another and then, guy. And then, yeah, so, and then Jess tried started fighting him. So I feel like he was he was using that as an excuse yeah. to hate Jess. Because but. now in the market, when they're awkwardly kissing, and Jess is like standing there because they're in front of the super glue or whatever, like he's just like, I just don't like that guy. He's breathing. That's enough for me. That's enough of a reason for me not to like him. And he obviously doesn't like him because he saw that look, right? Yeah. And he sees that Jess is interested in Rory. And that's all. This is this is. But also, Rory's not there yet. This is also the beginning of. Um, Rory saying like, "Oh, well, you should you should just try to be nice. Like, you should try to get along with him. Like, oh, he's, yeah, like, he lives here. Like, we live in the same town. It's just easier." And she says she says the same thing to her mother, and then later, yeah. Um, but I mean, it makes more sense for Laurel to get along with him because you, yeah, he's Luke's like, nephew. Like, make an ob- effort, you fucking dimbo. But, <laughs> but obvious dimbo is the word of the day. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like. Rory's masking her own feelings. For yeah, this. but I don't think at the beginning of this episode when she's telling him that, I don't even think she realizes yet. No, but she. But, it's after they have that conversation and they go out, go out, whatever. They go for pizza and whatever that she really starts to 
you even know. that, I think from the moment that Jess got into town and they had that whole, you know, and that whole thing with the books and him, him writing in the margins, I feel like from that first moment, um, like, she liked him as a person. No, for sure. But I think it, and she was in this a- episode, it moves from her unconsciously liking him like like that to her being kind of aware that, yeah, maybe I have feelings for this guy. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they go to the lake to eat right. their picnic. So, uh-huh. De- so Jess outbids Dean. And Dean gets so angry. Dean gets so angry and he also starts yelling at Rory. And blaming Rory. What did she do? Like, obvi- like, I and think- then he's like, don't go. And she's like, geez, man, she's not shipping off to Nam. And she's, <laughs> he's right. Like, can you relax? I feel, I feel like... Don't go. I feel like Dean was um, more angry about the fact that Rory wasn't angry. I yeah. I feel like he expected Rory, Rory to be more Listen, upset. I understand because Rory was like... A little, a little laid back about it. A little laid back in the sense that she said, well, those are the rules. You bid on the basket. You eat the, with the basket bitter winner. <laughs> what the fuck? The winner of the bit. What? <laughs> the winner of the, the auction. Ba- <laughs> the basket winner. Is what the, I meant to say. The person who bids on the basket wins the person of the... I can't... No. See? Exactly. It wasn't just Oh, me. no. Okay. Remember the end of it? Jess says... Basket, basket basket maker. Guy didn't bring enough money. Basically. Um, how does Jess have 80 bucks? I don't, to spend that was on this basket. when he had he started secretly working at Walmart yet? No, okay, not yet. Jess, are you a gigolo? I <laughs> know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, mm. so Dean was upset that Rory was willingly going to eat with him because I think in Dean's mind he's like, okay, fine, he'll bid me, but like let him have the basket and let you and me go somewhere, you know. It's but very high school, it and I get it. Obvious. I get it a little bit. Dean has no upper level no. than high school. Even when he's not in high school anymore, he's still fucking high school. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I think what was I gonna say? The he he also kind of like turn. Not gonna say turns on Roy, but he also starts he like he does. But he also gets like <laughs> every time you say it, I'm not gonna say it, I'm like yes, say it. <laughs> she um he starts saying like it's not school. You're not getting graded like. Maybe she just wants to fucking do it, you asshole. Yeah, and he's kind of... <laughs> she doesn't need to be graded. She wants to fucking... She doesn't want you anymore. Okay, <laughs> take a breath. That is not calming down. <laughs> that is not calming down. Um, I, he, but he's like, he's he's using things... Like, he's using aspects of Rory's personality against her in terms of like... Oh, she, like he said... With when he was talking to Lorelai about it, like she's naive. Like I just care about her. Like, I hate when he said she's naive. He's used, but no, but he's using these these perceived yeah. personality traits. These are, these are these are other people's perceptions of her. Yeah, he's using these perceptions um, against her as a girl. Like, but it's the same thing. Remember when in the 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 hammers and veils episode. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to Harvard same thing. you have to study. Like, it's the same fucking thing. And we see, and I made the point, we see it again with the, um, what's it, the coming out party. Yes. The, um, the ball, what's it called? The debutante ball? The debutante ball. Um, Gosh. <laughs> gave you a whole fucking lesson. The, I know you did. It's, and it's all up here. No, it isn't. <laughs> but, like, he, he was so, like, reluctant to, like, do this thing that she wanted to do. He's like, yeah. gloves? I'm wearing gloves. Like, he, he was... I'm wearing a coat with tails. Like, he... I get, I get, like, you know... I'll go roll around in a pit of mud. <laughs> like, I get maybe you don't want to do it, but, like, your girlfriend wants to do it. So maybe, like, um, try harder. Or... Yeah, I think for him, he's just like, I'm not getting anything out of this. Yeah, well. Whatever. Anyways, so... And, Andy Hardy sounds nicer. 
fuck off. Um, so Jess and Rory end up going to the lake and discussing books. And honestly, you see Rory, you see what Rory could be in a relationship where she has something in common with the person. Yeah. What like, scintillating conversation. It's amazing. Um, okay. I feel like that this is a bit of a hot topic. Okay. In terms of... You know, in the fandom when it's like, well, what did Rory and Dean have in common? I'm like less inclined to, I mean, everyone knows that I love Jess more than anything, right? Yeah, we know, Jeffrey. Like, number one member of Team Jess over here, you know? So, like, I'm not, I would never defend Rory and Dean's relationship in in this episode, but... I don't really agree when people are like, oh, Rory and Dean have nothing in common. Jess and Rory have everything in common. No, I didn't say that. Because I feel like a lot of people jump to those conclusions where it's like, Rory and Dean suck because... I'm like... No, Rory and Dean suck because it's juvenile and they have nothing else to talk about and their relationship played out. Yeah, it played out. It's done. Like, it served a purpose and then the purpose went on for too long. Like, like they they outlived their purpose. Exactly. But to say that Rory and Jess had everything in common, best couple, no. Even I don't don't agree with that. No. Yeah, yeah. I love Jess too, but even I don't agree with that either. Exactly. So. So don't come for us. Don't come for us and you need to calm down. Yes. Okay. You know, for someone who hates Taylor Swift, you cite her lyrics a lot. Only that one. Okay. Because it's very fitting for a lot (laughs) of situations in my life. So, the bracelet. The bracelet. Is gonna be a big um, hot topic. Yeah, so I guess we'll put a pin in that because we're gonna we'll get to it again later. Basically, but... the bracelet that Dean made her for her 16th birthday falls off at the lake, and Jess takes it. Just... He just notices it and doesn't and, and, and doesn't keeps say it. anything and just takes it. Kind of a dick move. Yeah, but but we still love we're it. gonna put a pin in that because we'll get into it in time. Yes. Couple anyway. of episodes. So before we get into um, you know Lorelai and Rory's argument, mm-hmm. fight, etc. Um, have we ever talked about how Caesar from Luke's Diner changes faces, changes actors and appearances completely? Yeah. Also, um, did you know that in the dance episode, Rory's dance, mm-hmm. Caesar is in the background. I didn't know that. I'll show you after. You should have brought that up when we discussed that episode. I didn't know. I realized it later. <laughs> I think I saw it on Instagram, actually. I think. I can't remember. But well, yeah, we, Caesar changes. Yeah, drop the ball. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, because like I think Caesar was was one actor in season one, and then he's a different actor in season two. But he, but he doesn't ever speak. But he was one actor in was, season one. He was like one. a background. Yeah, kinda... he was one actor in season one. They changed him, I think, just for this episode. Okay. But and then, then when he does, comes back to being the same actor. Okay. When does like the you know the the actual Caesar that goes to the fan fests start speaking? Yeah, like the plump. I think in season three he starts speaking. Is it no? Well, like when does that actor first appear? Is that season three? I think season one. I've seen him in season one. Really? Yes. Like the okay because I always thought. Well, now I'm gonna look it up because, <laughs> because I always thought that like you taught me. I don't know anymore. The, I always thought that, like, Caesar was, like, the kind of Asian-looking guy in the background all the time in Luke's. No, that's not Caesar. Well, because in this episode, when Luke, when Lorelai goes to Luke's to get him to bed, to bid on her basket, she's that like... That guy, we never see him like, again. She's like, Caesar, you're in charge. And I, I know, but that- we never see that guy again. The guy that she actually called Caesar, we never see him again. Okay, because I always thought that the guy who's, like, serving people in the background was him. Because, no, I think that is him, because in the episode... It, excuse me, because the episode, the episode where coming up, I think, where 
Luke is busy with his uncle's funeral. Yes. And they, um, Rory and Lorelai come in to Luke's for breakfast, and they're like, oh, see, Caesar's cooking. They Like, the guy who's carrying out the plates is Caesar, and that's the guy, that's, like, the Asian-looking guy who's always in the background. No. Yes. No. It's not. Okay, well, do you have any proof? No, you're always quizzing me on WB shows. I'm quiz yourself quiz. here. It wasn't a quiz. I didn't know half the shows either. Oops, I clicked on the wrong person. Um... No, because you know what it... You, uh, there he is, Matt Cheshire. No, that's not who we're looking for. <laughs> Which, by the way, again, if you missed it, is pronounced Zuckery. We looked it up. Okay, why do I keep going in circles? I know what you're talking about, the mm-hmm. kind of balding Asian skinny guy. Yeah. Like that's Asian not the looking, same guy sure as the guy in this episode. I know it's not, but I'm saying... Oh, is I it, thought that's what you were saying. No, but I'm saying, isn't that Caesar? No. So who's that? Because remember when we the, he never gets a name. No, but I, figured, I always thought that like that guy in the apron in the background is always has been Caesar until the plump actor who is Caesar in the later seasons appears. Okay, so let me see when this plump actor appears. Just Google Caesar from from Gilmore Girls. I did. <laughs> oh my god, you're so annoying. Wait, keep talking. Oh we can't god. just fucking okay. have this. Okay, well, um. um so okay so he appears in 2003 so that means season three okay or season end of season two no season three we're thinking way too hard (laughs) no that would be either end of season three or beginning of season four Uh, hold on because season three would have been 0203 yeah yeah so he appears hold on Oh my god, I don't want to know who the fucking series is directed by, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Aris. So he appears. In 21 episodes, and that's... Yeah. So the first time he appears is in 2003, Say Goodnight Gracie. Yeah. No, but Say Goodnight Gracie is not... Okay, this is... I don't know. Anyways, but that... They've referred to him before. I always thought that the guy in the background with the apron who's Asian looking was Caesar until that actor appears. I don't know anymore. You've combob- discombobulated me. But if that's not Caesar, then who's that guy who's always serving? Just but you know what? Even when Caesar like makes an appearance and he starts speaking, that guy's still there. That's true. So I don't know what's happening anymore. Is that just a server? Yeah, I guess. Or a helper in the back. Who's yeah. sometimes referred to as Caesar? Because yeah. I feel like that. I feel like there's some instances where it's implied that that guy is Caesar. Probably in season one where they didn't know anymore, like where they were going. But I feel like in the episode where Luke is busy with his uncle's funeral we'll and they, see. And they come in. Again, I'll have to see. He's, they're like, oh, Caesar's cooking. And he's the one who's bringing out the plates. And then they're talking about that guy. Well, and that he can't be Caesar. cooking and bringing out the plates. Well, Luke cooks. Yeah, but. I don't know. I've confused you now, haven't no, I? No, I'm iffy now on everything. <laughs> uh, can we talk about the fight that Lorelai and Rory get into at Friday night dinner? What happened before Friday night dinner and then trickled down? Yes, into well, Friday yes, night of course. But the, the, the height of the fight was at Friday night dinner. Yeah, so after the whole a tisket, a tasket. A green and yellow basket. Lunch with Rory and Jess. They go for pizza and then book shopping. Yeah. And Lorelai's kind of iffy on this on the idea of rory and jess hanging out she's kind of like i've been there you haven't like he's trouble and i fucking hate that but anyways i hate it too and um and then rory finds out that dean and lorelei were speaking about her yes and she gets annoyed because prior to um rory coming home from being with jess luke and lorelei were in the were in the gazebo eating their picnic (laughs) <laughs> and 
Dean comes and wants to talk to Lorelai about how Everything. he's not good for her. And I'm like, worried about her. She shouldn't be hanging around with people like that. He's a bad influence. Shut the fuck and up. And what are you? Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> so, Laura, like, I found it interesting. I think this is, this is like the beginning of Lorelai kind of, as she says in this episode, violating the cool mom clause. Yeah. Because Lorelai talks a big game about how, oh, she's my, I'm my daughter's best friend. You know, I'm the cool mom. I'm this and that. And then it's like, she's trouble. I don't want you to hang out with him. Like, that's the complete opposite. Yeah. And I think Lorelai sees how ridiculous she's being when Emily agrees with her. That's, that's what clues it, are in. Yeah, Emily took it a little bit to the extreme. If you have to lock her away, I'm like, Emily, relax. Fuck, fuck ask about But Emily doesn't even realize that her parenting style of locking up and throwing away the key was... Is super oppressive. That, that, but that's what drove her own daughter away. Exactly, and but like, that's what clues are in. I think she understands that she's she would never be as extreme as Emily, but she's like, if my mother is agreeing with me on this, that means I've gone too far. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Lorelai was being like her own immature, stubborn self. Where it's like, oh my god, I can't have this. My mom touched it. I don't think it's being, no, 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 no. I, no, no. I don't think that's what it was. I think she's realizing like, oh my god, like my own mother was a bit oppressive with her parenting style, and like I'm, I think I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same. I'm, thing, I'm approaching but... that territory. Yeah, yeah. Because, I don't want my daughter to resent me, kind of thing. No, and I think there is. I think there is value in how Lorelai says, you know, I can't be your eyes and your ears because Emily's like, you have to be your eyes and her ears. You and have her to brain. Like that, like. <laughs> I understand that, you know, teen- no, teenagers you- don't have the best judgment on yeah, some things. Yeah, but I mean, but at like, 17 years old, and you you know what you raised, right? Yeah, and like you can't, she can't be your eyes and ears in her brain. Of course not. Fuck. We live sep- We live separate lives. We're, we're two different people. Yeah, so obviously like you can, obviously you have to parent your child. Yeah, but, but can you, you relax with the throwing away the key thing? But I think you have to have faith in that you've raised your children to have yeah. to have good enough judgment. Yeah, and I think that's where the difference is because Emily never trusted her own child. No. But Lorelai did. Just like Lorelai how, does trust Rory. Just like how Mrs. Cam doesn't trust Lane. Yeah. As far as you can spit, which is a which is very problematic as we've discussed. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the last scene of this episode. So Lorelai and Rory are good. Like she says, if you if you like him, if you trust him, I have to trust you. Mm-hmm. And then Rory calls Jess. Calls Jess. I'm glad you called. I'm glad you. That called. melts my heart. Every that was time. really nice, actually. Just because, like, you can like I don't know. Just like Rory and Dean are dead. They're like I don't I don't have that. Yeah, you're beating a dead like, horse. Like that spark isn't there anymore. No. Like, but like when Jess is like. I'm glad you called that, like, lovely little smirk. I'm like, okay, can I have him, please? Like, why is he fictional? On my lap. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, you could always write I fan fiction. I didn't say that, but... You could always write Jeffrey Jess fan fiction. Okay, no. Oh, your couple name would be JJ. Ew, <laughs> no. What would you want it to be? A portmanteau? Uh, to be continued, I'm not sure. We have to, I think I might have to think about that. Not, job, not Java Junkie or some dumbass, or... What was what was it? Um, narco. Narco. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, anyway, so that, cute moment. Yes, that um, and it's one of my favorites. Honestly, I don't remember what I was feeling when I first when that episode first aired, but I can tell you, I have a pretty good guess. That little old me was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait till next week." Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> like I mean, where's that promo? <laughs> obviously, on your on your your fat on your spoiler site. Yeah, no, it didn't exist back then. 
Does it, does it still exist now? No. Okay. <laughs> um, like No, because what spoilers? You could just press next episode on Netflix. Yeah. It's right there. I, yeah. Like, in terms of, like, you know, foreshadow of them being a couple, it kind of bothers me that, like... <laughs> They can't just be friends. Like obviously we know there 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 there's feelings there, but it bothers me like sometimes when it's like oh well everyone knows that they're like they're in love. It's like meant hey, well, to be. It's like no, can you relax? They need to establish some things first. Yeah, it's like I like in this moment where it's like it could go either way. It's like they're good as friends. Like obviously we know they're mm-hmm. gonna become more than friends. Like even if you haven't seen this yet, obviously. Even if, even if you're watching Gilmore Girls for Please. the please, <laughs> you see even even if you're watching Sorry. Gilmore Girls for the first time. You know that's where it's going. Yeah. But, like, I like how in that final scene of this episode, it's, like, it, it's just lovely and warm. And it could go either way. Like, like friends or more than friends, I'm fine. Just keep them together. Protect them at all costs. I get it. Capiche? Capiche. Okay. Anything else you want to say about this episode? I'm good. So, the bracket? Yeah, bracket. This week's matchup. Are uh, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you sure? Uh, I think so. I accidentally opened a knitting pattern. <laughs> ah, yes. Instead of the bracket. This Sh- week, we are going a little bit in the future. Okay. But also the past. As you want it to. You want to compare, right? Yeah, well, I tried to pick episodes that had thim- similar, <laughs> similar <laughs> like themes. Quithmas. Like Quithmas. <laughs> similar themes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... This week, we're going to go with episode 118, The Third Lorelei. Okay. And episode 220, Help Wanted. Oh, interesting. Mm. I'm not sure. Think on it. Yes, I'm going to have to think about that one. We will get back to it next week. <laughs> and we're going to have our voting polls on, on the social media, Absolutely. right? On the tweeters. On the tweeters and on Instagram stories. And you could always download the bracket and make your own if you completely don't agree with everyone else's choices. <laughs> yes, you can find the link to the bracket that Eleni spent way too long way making. Way too much time on it. Um, you can find that in the link in our Instagram profile. Mm-hmm. And, and on Twitter, the Dropbox link. Yes, you can find it. Just head on over to our social media. Or which... if you really can't find it, email us at gilmorepodcast at gmail.com and we will email it back to you. Yes. If Boom. you want, we can send you your own personal file. Yeah. You can save it on your I'll computer. Be. Because this is, this is uh, 2002, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll fax it to you. What's your fax number? <laughs> oh my God. We're not getting a fax number. Can you imagine what they would send us? We'll fax it to you. <laughs> so uh, speaking of social media, where can they find us? Gilmore Podcast on Twitter. Twitter and... And Gilmore Girls Podcast. Is it the other way around? No, you got it right. Gilmore... Did I really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Gilmore Girls Podcast on Instagram. Yes. And uh, we will see you next time. Next week.